All right, everybody, I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Illegal Hand to the Face. Welcome. I am that fat guy, and always to my left is Big Bri Bri. Yeah. And today, we're going to have a fun episode. Hopefully, you guys stick around and have fun. But I got to ask Big Bri the trivia question of the day. And All I right. can't wait because I worked hard on this for like two weeks. <laughs> so, since the year 2000. When the Browns came back, mm-hmm. what team has had more hired head coaches than the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> okay. And guess what? The Browns are second. Wow. Okay. Browns that's, are second. That's the shocker of the question. Okay. So what team has more than the Cleveland Browns since okay. 2000? Now, are you including interim coaches in this? Are we talking Greg Williams, Terry Robisky? Nope, nope. We're not doing interim coaches. Okay. Hired head coaches. Hired head coach. Not like, uh, you suck, Hugh Jackson. Let's get you out of here. Let's put in Greg Williams. Okay. Not that. All right. I'm talking about hired head coaches since 2000. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I want you to realize we're in 2020 right now. Okay, I want you to think of this. This is going to be a depressing answer. It's going to be definitely depressing. Okay, but that's where we're at right now, right? That's where we're at. All right, so we're going to get the show started off today, and we're going to be talking about the uh, new rule that the NFL is trying to implement. Mm-hmm. With instead of the onside kickoff, it is going to be the uh, fourth and fifteen rule, where I think it's the thirty-five, if I'm not correct, right? Uh. Is it 35 or 25? Not even positive, to be honest. So we don't know exactly where it's going to set up at. Somewhere around the... Somewhere around there. But instead of an onside kick, if you want the ball back, you could try for a fourth and 15. Yeah. And we're going to get into this a little bit because I think it is god-awful horseshit. You don't like it. I don't like it. You want to know why I don't like it? Okay. Because somebody's going to fluke into this with a pass interference or a holding call or some kind of BS, and there's going to be an automatic first down. Now, I don't exactly know the rules and yeah. if it's allowed to do that, but if that happens, they're trying to make it exciting for people, and I get it. And you know something? Mm-hmm. They had to change the onside kick rules because everybody had gone in, you had your gunners. It was a safety concern. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. You got large men going 30 yards at somebody, Hard. spearing them, Hard. and trying to get the ball back. Mm-hmm. I get that. But if there's a 4th and 15 and there's a pass interference, just just random, like, oh, I held him. And guess what? Automatic first down, they got the ball, they're going to have a score, win the game. I will lose my ever-loving mind. <laughs> so I disagree with you a little bit in that I do like the rule. I do like switching it up a little bit. But I also agree with you that, man, if it comes down to a 4th and 15 and you just throw one up and you luck into a pass interference call, that's not right. Or a defensive holding or one of those stupid penalties that'll give you an automatic first down for some ticky tack stuff. I don't agree with that. But man, I, lo- I love this rule. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I, I know I know it um it benefits the great the elite quarterbacks. If you have a good quarterback, you have an advantage doing this. But do you know how many of the last hundred onside kicks have actually been Recovered by the offensive team. Yeah, it's like it's it's like less than twenty percent. Like it, it, it's a 
You think less than, so so you think 20, 15, 20? Well, like normal. Normal, so a normal inside kick is like less than 20%. It's like 20, 20.4% or some, some god-awful like that. It is zero. Zero. What? Not of the last 100 onside kicks, zero have been recovered. Well, that's because they can't spear them anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, what are we doing? If, if you can't get one... You know, why put these guys through that kind of um, torture and that kind of their body getting beat up? Well, then, then why do we kick off anymore? Why, yeah, uh, be uh, honest. Let's be honest. Why do we right. even kick off or punt anymore? Why not take the kickers and the punters out of it and just play football? You know, you got four downs to do something. If you can't do it, then get out of here. That's what they're trying to do. Well, I mean, they're taking by moving the kickoff up and everything being touchbacks, it's easy enough to kick it out of the back of the end zone and. You don't have any kickoffs anymore. I mean, so they're already doing that. Well, then why don't we just play 7-7 seven seven football and just not call it NFL then? <laughs> I mean, let, let's just I, – okay, I, okay, yes, I kind of like it because it adds an excitement. Yes, mm-hmm. you say elite quarterbacks mm-hmm. will definitely benefit from this. I'm not saying yeah. they won't. But let's just say, hypothetically, you're up a touchdown with 30 seconds left, and they can score on this play from what I'm told. You can score on this yeah, play. Yeah, right. So let's say 30 seconds left. You score the go-ahead touchdown, and you give Patrick Mahomes 30 seconds and a fourth and 15 to come out and throw one pass to get a first down and try to come at you again. Mm-hmm. I don't like that because guess what? You worked your ass off the whole game to stop him, to stop that momentum of him, period. And you're just going to give him a chance. You can't give him a chance because guess what? Yeah, I'll give him a chance when I kick off to him and they get it at the 25 at first and 10 with like 10 seconds left. That's the <laughs> chance I'm going to give him. Why are you giving extra teams a chance? What this is going to lead to is more ties. If they're going to do this, they have to change the overtime. Right. They have to change the overtime. And you know something? I hope they change the overtime to the college rules because I love that overtime. Because guess what? Somebody's going to win. And guess what? It's not going to be on a stick and field goal. <laughs> that's that's where we agree. I mean, we both love the college overtime rules. And I don't think the NFL will go to that anytime soon. But it would be a lot better if they did to where both sides would get a chance to actually touch the ball. But going back to the 4th and 15 rule, yeah, I don't like the fact that, okay, you can just luck into a penalty and pick up the first down. So there's some way that they can change that. I'll be in favor of that. And my other gripe is I don't think 15 yards is long enough. I think it should be like a fourth and 20 because how many times do we see a great quarterback, a great receiver break open, and and you get you know one missed tackle, you get 16, 17 yards. So I think fourth and 20 would be my preferred option. And, you know, if we have to go back to – the 4th and 15, because the 4th and 20 is too difficult, then maybe you do that. But I like the fact that these other leagues are trying these rules, and I'll be honest, as a Browns fan, what are we used to? We're used to trailing at the end of the game. Yeah. So this would give the Browns more of a chance. I just told you, 0% of the last 100 onside kicks have actually worked out. This gives the Browns more of a chance to get the ball back, Make it more exciting at the end of the game. Now, I don't know, and it was kind of unclear. Are you only allowed to do this once a game? No, no. From my understanding, you can do it whenever. 
but that's my understanding. Right. I, I haven't read up on it. Yeah. I am not going to say for sure fact, but I know one thing. In Madden 2021, if this rule gets passed, I'm never kicking <laughs> off again. Yeah, that would be another fun thing. <laughs> so, if it is, I think maybe, and I think they've kind of kicked it around a couple different ways, but I think just actually giving the offense a chance to do it once a game is the way to go. Because you're right. Teams, these unstoppable offenses, the greatest show on turf, you know, the Kansas City, last couple of years, they would just, why would you ever kick off? Exactly. Just keep going for it. And so, obviously, if you don't get it, your defense is at a major just disadvantage. But, man, I hope they pass this. I think that's the way to do it. That makes it more exciting. Obviously, I'm a little biased, like I said, as a Browns fan. I, th- I think what they should do it, they should regulate it at the two-minute on each under, half. Under two minutes? Under two minutes okay. on each half. Yeah. So if you hit the two-minute warning and you're getting ready to kick off, I think you should be allowed to do this, okay? That yeah. that would be the only way to, like you said, keep it kind of fair of, you know, not, not having these superior offenses go out. And we've seen it before. Okay, everybody thinks that you know, 4th and 15 is like this magical number that, oh, my God, it's 15 yards and it's 4th down and blah, blah, blah. They don't think like that, okay? I've seen people go for 4th and 7s just because. I watched I watched us do a 4th and night draw play <laughs> not too long ago going, hey, too let's soon. try it. Let's see what happens. Too you know soon. What? Uh, you calm down with your too soon over there. <laughs> But, I mean, this is where I'm getting at. That we're getting to the point in time where they're wanting the actual nonstop action. And guess what? It, it, what it is is the kickoff has become stagnant because there's no returns anymore. There's yeah. none whatsoever. Okay? If you return it, it's a miracle. You get, Guess what? You still get it back in 25 yards. Mm-hmm. And I understand they're trying to save. It's a health concern for the NFL because the amount of damage that could happen on a kick return. I understand. I mean, you got guys going full bore, not caring about anything, and trying to spear somebody. I get it, NFL. I get it. If that's the case, take the kickoff out and be done with it. Let each team start on a 20-yard line and let them go. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but I'm just looking at it from a fan's perspective and looking at the Browns games, any other game, really. You're not going to want to leave if your team is down with two minutes left. Your team's down 10, 14 points. You're still in it because your offense might not have to leave the field. If they get humming, if they get clicking, that means they're fine. I mean, they you put OBJ, you put Juice back out there, and you let them go rather than leaving it up to, hey, it's a fluke play. The onside kick, it's become even less of a fluke play because – you know, as we know, it doesn't. It's not very successful. Nothing happens, so it's kind of just boring. You're just putting your guys through another physical play, hoping nobody gets hurt. Want to put the offense back out there and make it fun for the fans? No, I, I understand. I mean, it just it it it's a hard pill to swallow as a Browns fan because we'll never be. Any, we'll always try for the fourth and fifteen, and something will happen, and we'll get screwed. And you know, we'll we'll just lose. That's that's the Browns fan to me right now, and it, it sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now we're going to get into what is it, Peter King's? Peter King's oh. power rankings so far. Okay, and Big Bry's got the list. So I haven't even heard of these yet. 
So I can't wait till my reaction to these. So, Bri, why don't you give me the 32 teams and where they're ranked? Well, no shocker here. It's a terrible list. They disrespect the Browns because they hyped them up so much last year and they fell flat on their face. So nobody's buying into the Browns. But I'll give you the top 10 and then I'll let you know where the Browns are at after that. So top 10, typical Chiefs, uh, Baltimore, Saints, 49ers. The Buccaneers are up there now. Obviously, Tom Brady makes it. And the Seahawks are six. Titans, seven. Here's a shocker. Raiders at eight. Las Vegas Raiders at eight. Come back to that. Cowboys at nine. And the dang Pittsburgh Steelers at number ten. So, yeah. They're at ten. Hold on. Meanwhile. Hold on. Give me that. Hold on. So, the Steelers are at ten. Who is behind? Okay. Let's take a look. Okay, Steelers are 10. You got the Packers behind the Steelers with A-Aaron Rodgers. You got the Eagles behind the Steelers. You got the Rams behind the Steelers. <laughs> you got the Texans behind the Steelers. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. What is going on with this ranking? Like, hold on. Where are the Browns? Oh, the Browns are 24th, by the way. Yep. 24th out 24th. of 32 teams. 24th. So, but they have the Steelers in the top ten. They don't even have a running back right now. <laughs> well, to give you a little bit of perspective, the Browns are 24th, so that means they're the eighth worst team in the league. And as we know from last year, when you go 6-10, and 10, you get the 10th draft pick in, in the 2020 draft. So last year, we were the 10th worst team. They're saying we're going to be even worse than that this coming year. I don't see how in the heck that's even possible. And, you know, we'll go into the top ten, the Raiders. How the hell are the Raiders in the top ten? How are they number eight? What do they have that the Browns don't have? I mean, you tell me. I, I, <laughs> uh, Joe Gruden. I, I, uh, I, well, yeah, I don't know. Proven head coach. Okay. That's yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, big, head coach is it. I, big guys upset about this. Did they get no, they didn't get Khalil Mack back. All right. I, I, Big Brad's really upset about this because yeah. it, it definitely is kind of – I don't understand why the Raiders are as high as they are. Uh, let, let, let's Steelers. Just, okay, yeah. There's, there's, I mean, you got the Packers with Rodgers that should be up there. You got the Rams. You know, yeah, they've had some crappy years, but they should be up there. And especially to Texans. The Texans 22nd. What happened to the Texans? Is it because they got rid of uh, Hopkins? That's it. I think that's that, that what it is. Yeah. Everybody's down on them because they got rid of Hopkins. Right. Let's see further down here. You got the uh, – so what's behind the Browns is at 25, you got the Falcons. Yeah. At 26, you got the Lions. At 27, you got the Bengals. At 28, you got the Jets. 29, the Panthers. 30, the Giants. 31, the Redskins. And 32, the Jaguars. All right, so everybody knows what the Jaguars are doing this year with their whatever the heck they're doing. We, we've we already been through that. So let them do whatever they need to do, get Trevor Lawrence, and let it be. Okay, so you say you're looking at this list. Okay, does does the Texans have a better team than the Raiders? I think so. They were, they were in the playoffs the last couple of years. That's what I thought. And you sit here, you look at the Colts now with uh, Phillip Rivers, right? Mm-hmm. So you got the Colts with Phillip Rivers, and that offensive line that can actually protect him. They got them at 14. 
Uh, I'll take that. I'll take that one. The Vikings, who was just in the playoffs, mm-hmm. they're behind the Steelers and the Raiders, who are not in the playoffs. I think they won two games in the okay, playoffs. Okay, so hold on. And also with the Titans, who's their running back? Titans? Yeah. Derrick Henry. Did they actually sign him? Or did they play uh, him? Franchise. Oh, franchise they franchise tagged him. Yeah. Well, he's going to be pissed off and he's not going to want to run. Right. Uh, the only reason the Bucks are up there is because of Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And. To be honest, I understand why the Bucks are up there. It sucks. I know why the Bucks are up there. It's not because of all of Tom Brady. It's because of what Tom Brady brings. He doesn't turn the ball over. And he doesn't turn the ball over. And they got good weapons. They got Gronk. And they got Gronk came back. Gronk. <laughs> all right, Saints. Saints might be a little. Well, what you what you fail to mention is uh, so the Browns are at twenty four, and at number nineteen is the Miami Dolphins team that was trying to tank last year somehow lucked into the number five pick and two of felt. So they're that they're still that same team that tried to tank last year. Now they have a rookie quarterback and you're just going to put them in the top 20. Okay. Okay. So I want, I want you to hear yourself or they tried to tank. How many wins did they have last year? They didn't get the number one pick. I understand they didn't get the number one pick, but they tried to tank yeah. and they still didn't get the number one pick. Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic took over. Yep. And I agree with you. Fitzmagic took it because, mm-hmm. you know, he <laughs> there's something special there's something special about him. And I don't know what it is, but every time he steps he on the field, done. there's something special about he that gets kid. It done. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we know what Miami was trying to do. And we even heard in the offseason that uh Miami, you know, they traded up. They tried to trade all the way up to one they tried to get one and four. Right? I think it was one of four. Uh, they would have had to give up the farm. Well, no. They that. tried to give up the farm to get it. Cincinnati right. said, no, we're good. Right. We're good with Joe Burrow. Yeah. So, they got Tua. They got a decent prospect. If he's healthy, it's going to work out. If he's not, then eh, it is what it is. I just, I don't, I don't understand the pool that Big Ben has on the NFL that he gets to the top 10 of a power ranking. It's him. It's not the team. It's yeah, him. Right. Okay? And granted, Tomlin, I believe, last year, should have won Coach of the Year. Yeah. I, re- I really think so because his team was in the playoff hunt with a with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Running back was hurt most of the year. Yeah, they had different running backs. Right. Juju was nothing. Nothing. He didn't give him much. Okay, so you're sitting there looking at how did Steelers get to where they were without their star quarterback, with their third-string quarterback, without a running back, and Juju was crap. How? Oh, wait, Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers just do what the Steelers do, and that that's why they're given the benefit of the doubt, because... They usually find a way to finish at least, you know, worst case scenario, I think Big Ben and Tomlin have finished no worse than 8-8, eight 7-9 eight, over uh, the last 15 years. We all know the story. So they give them the benefit of the doubt. And since everybody was so high on the Browns last year and Freddie Kitchens came in and completely set fire to Bria and the, the whole organization, now they're being punished because – what they did last year, you know, you can argue if they quit on the team or they quit on their coach. Uh, we just don't know about that. I'm not going to speculate. But 
just the fact that they're that much higher. We basically had the same record as the Steelers last year, where hopefully we can't do any worse coaching-wise. And so the Steelers, you know, nobody knows what you have with Big Ben. He could come back. He's 38, 39 years old. 37. He's coming off Tommy John surgery, and, you know, that's a career ender for a lot of quarterbacks, especially somebody that old. So what's he going to do, just hand it off? James Conner didn't do that great last year anyways, so he's going to have to make plays if they want to be the 10th best team. Their defense is good. I get it. They're young, but, you know, I think they're just getting the benefit of the doubt that we obviously don't get. Yeah, and, you know, it sucks that that, but I also think that what is brought into this, you know, power ranking, also for what, we're in a pandemic mm-hmm. at the time, correct? Yeah. Also, a rookie head coach. Yeah. Okay. Who is also in a pandemic, who mm-hmm. cannot actually get his hands on people. Big Ben and Mike Tomlin have been together for how long? That's going to go off as right. They are. He already knows the offense. He already knows that. I can understand where that kind. Of, it, it just, it just sucks that this is where we're at as Browns fans, because like I, I was telling you the other day, you sit there, you look at it, you're on paper, you know, like last year we got all super hyped because we're like, yeah, we're going to be there, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and then this, honestly, this would be the actual year, and this is going to be the Browns downer to me. This is going to be the actual year that the Browns should win the Super Bowl, and it's going to be taken away from us because of a pandemic. <laughs> no. Like, you know, you, you can laugh at it right. and say, you can say no all you want to, but this is, this is, this is our curse. This is what we bear. Is things like this. We don't get the ball to bounce the right way for us. We don't yeah. get the calls that certain other teams get because guess what? We threw... Beer bottles and batteries at certain referees. Well, you shouldn't have messed up the call to begin with. All right. Well, eh, whatever. All right. But this is our team, and this is our city, and this is our fan base. And guess what? If they want to put us 24, let them put us 24. Right. You know, because guess what? You gave us high expectations, we faltered. Hey, keep us under the radar so that we can sneak in there, and when we cause some havoc, it's going to mess everybody up. That's what we're hoping for. You know, we we fell on our face last year, and so obviously nobody's going to count on us to do anything. And so, you know, the bar is set low this year. Even though we both agree, you look at our offense, you look at our personnel, we have one of the best offensive teams in the league. There's no reason that we can't be top five, top ten. And so, you know, what this offense has brought to the last uh, Vikings season last year, you know, they produced. They starred in the NFC, and they went far in the playoffs the way the Browns never have. So we're hoping that transitions to our offense. And looking back on last year, we should have known early on in that Titans game that it things just weren't going to go our way. And that's how it is in the past. You look at the opener, and we struggle. And so we have to set the tone this year in the opener. We play the Ravens on the road, and so it's going to be put up or shut up time. We're going to get to the schedule game here in a second. With okay. the Titans game last year, okay, there was so much talk that we were going to blow the Titans out. 
so much talk that the Titans didn't even blog on the same field as us. You know what that does? That pisses off the Titans. Yep. All right. What? Why? Why would you think that? That's exactly what happened last year. Is the Titans come out there and put, you guys think you're something? And what they did, what they did best, they pushed us in the face with Derrick Henry, their play action passes, and they kicked our ass. And that should have been the first humble pie that the Browns swallowed. But no, they said, hey, we beat the Jets. We went out on national TV and beat the Jets. We did this. We did that. No, that first ass whooping you got against the Tennessee Titans, who is a playoff team, thank you very much. Went far in the playoffs. Went far in the playoffs, thank you very much. They kicked your ass because you went out and said they shouldn't be on the same field as us. <laughs> Everybody in Cleveland said that this game, oh, it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be, it's going to be forty to forty to twenty Cleveland. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. No. They came out and kicked your ass, and they flipped it on you because you gave them the board board material Mm -hmm. to piss them off. Yeah, I mean, so let's get into the schedule game. I mean, looking forward to this year, some people think that the Browns got a raw deal having to go to, as we talked, the number two team in the NFL on their home turf, and that's our opener, which we've struggled at for the last 20 years. And so, how are the Browns going to react to that? We took care of business last year in Baltimore, but can we do it again? They're going to be ready for us this year. Yeah, I, okay. Yeah, we kicked our ass in Baltimore, though. Mm-hmm. We didn't, like, a little bit kick their ass. We smoked them in Baltimore. Okay, so we're going to go through the schedule game. Well, right. so let's start, let's start there, and you can talk about the other games. How do you feel about us getting the raw deal, going to Baltimore, you know, at first, your initial, my initial reaction was, well, that sucks, as I'm, I'm sure a lot of people, because we need to win an opener to set the tone. But you start thinking about it. Okay, let's think, what don't we do in Cleveland? Every single year, we don't win the opener. So, here's another angle to look at it. Why not get one of our toughest games of the year out of the way? I'm not saying concede that first game, but if you were somehow able to win that, you know, you can't, if you're playing the schedule game, you can't chalk that one up as a W. No. I don't think there's any no. way that you can. Flip. We can be We can be hopeful. Yeah. Because we did it last year. We saw, we know we can do it. But you go in with low expectations. If we lose it, that's what we're supposed to do. That's what everyone expects us to do. We don't win openers. It's going to be really hard to win in Baltimore. So why not get both those things out of the way week one? Yeah, no, and it, they should. They should get it out of the way. Because guess what? Baltimore is an up-and-coming team that you have to run through mm-hmm. in the AFC North. Big Ben's on a decline, right? Yeah. So we don't know where the Steelers are going to be at. Cincinnati just drafted Joe Burrow. So they're on an upswing because they think they got their quarterback, and right. Baltimore is right at the beginning, right? Yeah. Funny you mentioned Joe Burrow because that's who we have in week two. And that's four days. It's on a Thursday. So on Thursday Thursday night. night. That's four days after our first game. At home. At home, thankfully. So if you do, and we're all hoping we don't, if you do end up losing to a very good Baltimore Raven team, you have to come home and you have to get ready for 
Kid Wonder coming from Cincinnati and trying to make plays to beat you on that Thursday night and only what will be his second game as a starter. So, if we end up losing against Baltimore, that second game against the Bengals, that almost becomes – is that a must win? I'd say that's almost a must win. I mean, it's you hate to say that in week two, but you start out 0-2 – not only are you losing to the Ravens and the Bengals, those are two divisional games. You're 0-2 in the division. You're 0-2 in the conference. So you have to climb back out of there, and you just, by the way, lost to a rookie who, you know, who knows what he is right now, but he's not going to be ready to play two games in five days, and so you have the advantage there. Also, it's at home. Yes, and also we have Miles Garrett back. Let's be honest with that. Thankfully. So, but we're going to get into Joe Burrow just a second. Mm-hmm. But no, that kid, I know in Cincinnati, couldn't be drafted to a better place. He's got a running back at Joe Mixon. Yeah. He's got AJ Green, and yeah. he's got a tight end that can catch. Well, we don't. Is he healthy? We don't know if he's healthy, but but he got drafted into a situation where you have a veteran wide receiver. Who is it? Is AJ Green Hall of Famer? He's 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 borderline Hall of Famer. He's borderline. And also, don't forget their first round draft pick last year, Jonah Williams, out of Alabama, was hurt for the whole season. So they get their they basically have two first round picks in Burrow and Jonah Williams, and they had the number one pick in the second round. So they get to clean up whatever whatever scraps fall to them in the second round, and so they end up getting. T. Higgins, and so they pair him with Green, uh, Boyd, I think they just gave a major contract to. Uh, John Ross, don't forget, he was top 10 pick a couple years ago, one of the fastest guys in the league, and so they have a scary wide receiver core, so our defensive backs are going to have to be ready because they're going to come out slaying. Yeah, and you know, Joe Burrow, I, I love Joe Burrow. I wish why? You, I why? wish I wish you would stay in Ohio why State. You, why do you love Joe? Oh, we are we're not getting into Ohio State, Michigan <laughs> hate. All right. So now we're going to go into uh, weeks three, four, five, and six. And let's see here. We got the Redskins, the Cowboys, the Colts, and the Steelers. Yeah. That's so a tough stretch. So let's see here. Out of the first six games, oh God, I would love the Browns to be three and three. I'd even love it if they were four and four. Or four and two. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, four and two. I misspoke. And I think they could get four and two out of those ones because I think they're going to get the win at the Steelers. I think they're going to get the win at the Colts. I think they're going to win the Bengals and the Redskins. I think they're going to lose to the Ravens and the Cowboys. I think where my expectations are, especially after yeah last year, I I'll take and you're going to call me. You know, being negative, I'll take three and three. Yeah, uh, that's because you look, you got the Ravens playoff team from last year. Cowboys probably should have been a playoff team. Uh, Colts, a lot of people think top to bottom, the Colts have one of the best rosters in the NFL, even though their quarterback hasn't really uh, shown up the last couple years and obviously got thrown for a loop last year with, um, with Andrew Luck retiring. Could be another playoff team. So we got three playoff teams there in our first five. 
throwing the Steelers, who, according to uh, Peter King, 10th team in the league. So you have four games in the first six that are going to be tough. And you only have, let's see, you have one game at home out of those teams. So we're chalking up the Bengals. And the Redskins, hopefully, is wins. If you can't beat both those teams, then you're, you're in real trouble. And so the only other team that you play at home, those first six, is the Colts. You have to go to Baltimore, you have to go to Dallas, and you have to go to Pittsburgh. So if you can find a way to win one of those games, I'll take it. And four and two, absolutely. But I won't, be, I won't kill them at three and three. Yeah, it, you know, if they finish the first, well, we do thirds of center quarters. Mm-hmm. So if they finish the first third at three and three. I think we're going to be okay because let's go through the second third, which is we're at the Bengals. We're at home versus the Raiders. We have a bye week. We're at home versus the Texans, the Eagles, and we're at the Jaguars. But if you look at this schedule, the one thing that's surprising to me is the furthest we travel is Midwest. Well, we. Uh... Like, first oh, yeah, we travel right. is Dallas. We don't travel right. all the way over to L.A. We don't travel to Seattle. You go to Florida. You go to Florida, but I'm talking about the time zones. Okay, gotcha. We're not jumping huge time zones. That is nice. So, you know, you sit there and look at it. We get the Bengals, you know, the run back of the Bengals. We get the Las Vegas Raiders, but they're at home. Mm-hmm. The bye week, time to study up to go after Deshaun Watson. Because you got the Texans after that, and then the Eagles and the Jaguars. We all okay. I I can never chalk up a win, but if we go zero and sixteen, I'm going to be pissed because the Jaguars are tanking, and there should be a win in Week Twelve. Did you just talk going zero and sixteen? Well, I have to because we've done it once I already. Don't, I don't want to hear that. No, not at all. Yeah, I mean. Now's the time to make some hay, and we'll get to the the final couple games and where you know you play the Texans or yeah Texans, Eagles, Jaguars, but then you roll into the Titans. You get the Ravens at home, then you have back to back weeks in New York with the Giants and the Jets, which hopefully those are two wins right there, and you finish off with the Steelers, and so. I think it's a big deal that you don't have to travel too far, especially what's going on with our country. You know, you don't know what's going to happen with guys on the roster, who's going to get sick, who's not. So the fact that you can keep everyone kind of close to home, hopefully that's an advantage for us. But I don't know. I look at the schedule, I think 9-7 and is attainable. Yeah, and I, I, I think the same as you, especially as 9-7 and seven will uh, get us in that extra playoff spot. But yeah. also, this schedule is... Does that happen this year? Yeah, that happens this year. You get seven teams? Seven teams. Okay. So, so, but the thing is, though, is we're still not sure how the schedule is going to pan out because it is subject to change. Right. So, things might flip around on it, and we can give whatever opinion we want. We don't know. Nobody knows. No. Nobody knows. But what we do know is, for once, we actually have a decent Browns team that nobody is high on. They're like, eh, we were high on them last year, and they kind of, the bed. Mm-hmm. We get it, okay? But with this team, with this new coach, with the new coaching system, with 
the draft picks, everything else in place, I think they actually have a chance. And I, I don't do this often because you know me. Mm-hmm. I think they could go 10 and 6, maybe 11 and 5. 11 and 5. Wow. Yeah, I mean, sign me up for 10 and 6. I think, especially like you said, with that extra playoff team, you go 10 and 6. This is not going to be a repeat performance of 2007. Was it where they went ten and six and didn't make the playoffs? You go ten and six now, uh, you have to be in. Okay, so that that year, the only thing that screwed up <laughs> that year was Johnny Manziel. No, 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 no. Going back to two thousand seven. Uh, oh, you're going back to DA. I'm going, when they were ten and six, yeah, okay, they missed okay. the playoffs. I was going back to uh, the the yeah, Brian twenty fourteen. Yeah, that? Brian Horner, yeah. where he came out as a lightning rod. Right. And he kept looking over his shoulder because he knew Johnny was going to come in at some point in yeah. time. Yeah. And it did. But they and, finished at seven and nine. So yeah, they finished it, hold on. They finished at seven and nine with Johnny Manziel. If Brian Horner, if he would have been looking over his shoulder, it would have been oh, a whole yeah. different ball game. Oh, absolutely. And you and I both agree on that one. Johnny right. I was excited for Johnny because there was some swag with it, but after watching it, it's like, come on, kid, really? Like you're sitting ah That was my that was my greatest take as a Browns fan was never being in on John Manziel. And you know, when they took Baker, I, in, when they took Johnny Manziel, I was almost, and it hurts my soul to admit this. I was almost rooting against him because I thought there's no way this kid can perform and live the lifestyle he's doing and be a team player and put in the work. I saw what he did in college and I, wasn't impressed. So when they got him, I was bummed. Most people, they were super pumped, super excited. I, not me, you know. I know hindsight twenty twenty, but I just wasn't there with the rest of y'all. So when they got Brian Hoyer and he started winning, I was all on board. And then, you know, they give us a turd burger with Johnny Manziel and stick us there. So when they took Baker, I tried not being that guy. I didn't want to be Debbie Downer with the Browns quarterback. And so I hopped on board the Baker train, and I'm still there. And like we've talked in past episodes, this is his year. I'll give him as many games as he needs to to figure out, is he the guy or is he not the guy? And so whatever it takes, you know, if hopefully we know after this year what he's going to be, whether we want to give him that big contract. If we don't, we move on, and we're looking at, Quarterbacks in the first round this next year. Yeah, and you know, like you said, uh, you, you got to give Baker some slack. And I'm I'm with you on seeing what he's got, <laughs> but I also don't want to piss away this team. Yeah, and that's where we kind of disagree because you want to give him the whole year. I don't want to piss away this team because this team can actually go to the playoffs, and if they have a chance to go to the playoffs, I don't give two shits about Baker. If Baker's sucking it up and can't do it, throw in Case Keenum. I wouldn't go for the playoffs because 2007 was the last time that we got excited about this, right? Yeah. Look at the talent on this team, Mm -hmm. okay? If Baker's pissing it away and we know that Case Keenum can come in and just take over and do whatever, let him do it. Because guess what? I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of getting top 10 draft picks, top 5 draft picks, Tired of tanking for no apparent reason. <laughs> okay? That's what it is. Is it an apparent reason that we're doing this? And you sit there as the Browns fan going, 
well, why the hell didn't we just do this? And yes, everybody's going to bash me because all Browns fans are all about the backup. And you, oh, you had Brady Quinn. You had every other backup. Yeah, okay, I fell in the chokehold of that with Colt McCoy. I fell in the chokehold with that with Brady Quinn. Cody Kessler, baby carrots, Cody Kessler. I get it. I fell into that trap. But I can't fall in that trap anymore because there's too much talent on this team to fail. Mm-hmm. That's where, that's where I kind of wrestle with myself a little bit because, as I've said in the past, the Browns' window is now. You know, you're paying all these guys, a lot of guys, a lot of talented players that you're counting on, you're paying them rookie contract money. And so, you know, once you have to start paying them big money, you're going to have to pick and choose which ones you want to stick around. But when it comes to Baker, maybe I have my eyes too far downfield, too far into the future where I'm thinking year, you know, 2021, 22, 23, I'm looking for that franchise quarterback that we've never had or we haven't had in Cleveland since Vernon. Yeah. And so. What about Vinny? Well, no, no. Ah, Vinny, Vinny. Your your eyes are just on this this season. And so I'm looking into the future. I want a prolonged run that so many other teams have uh, had in our conference, in our division. We've seen it time and time again. And so I want to compete for the next two, three, four, five, six years. And if you put Case Keenum in there, you might compete this year. You might compete next year. But you're going to be stuck in NFL purgatory like the Raiders, like a lot of other teams, if you don't get that franchise quarterback. Yeah, and have we not been in purgatory for 20 years? We would pray to be in purgatory. Like, I, why not just pray for a just one, just one playoff run? I don't even care if we get a wild card. Like, just, why? Why Why can't it be us? Why can't it be us? Why can't it not be the Browns? So you would be happy, you would be satisfied if the Browns make the seventh seed and get throttled in the playoffs, lose maybe their first playoff game, and then we go into next year with the 22nd pick in the draft, not knowing who our quarterback is. Do we, do we draft a quarterback? Do we stick with Case Keenum? What do we do? I mean, I want to solve this problem once and for all. Get me a quarterback for 10 years that we can compete with year in and year out. Okay, and my rebuttal to that, look at what the NFL has done so far. You have Mahomes. Yeah. Trubisky didn't get picked up for his fifth-year option. Yeah, he's gone. Trubisky's gone. gone. They're still up in the air about Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, how do you feel about him? Yeah. Donald. How do you feel about him? Yeah. New rookies coming in. How do you feel about them? Everything's a coin flip of how you do and how you how this system. We're not all going to find a Tom Brady or a Philip Rivers. Those are those quarterbacks come in. Okay, granted, Tom Brady. I'm not going to get into Michigan quarterbacks because you're pissing me off. Right I now. didn't bring them up. You okay. brought them up, but. There's quarterbacks that you look at that you know have got it. Andrew Luck was the last quarterback that you knew had Coming in the draft? Are you yes. talking? Yes. And guess He's what? A, he, and he was the last one picked, you, he was a, even though he retired. So, hold on. The Baker Mayfield draft. How many times did we hear Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Rosen? How many times did we hear that coming to the Browns, not Baker Mayfield? There is not ever one 
definitive I, number one right. overall pick well, franchise quarterback ever. You're getting into a different argument now. You're talking about that's drafting. what you want. I want a guy who you can count on year in year out. You don't have to draft a number one. You once you find him, Deshaun Watson, uh, Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, obviously all these guys, none of them were drafted number one overall. You're getting into a debate about drafting a sure thing, and obviously there's probably a sure thing in this next draft with Trevor Lawrence. We're not going to get him. I mean, unless something tragically goes wrong this season, you're not getting him. So I'm just thinking, you know, do you want to win? Is your goal to win six, seven, eight, nine games? Or is your goal to be in the playoffs every single year? If your goal is to win six, seven, eight, nine games, you're good with Baker. You're good with uh, Case Keenum. But my bar is set higher than that. I know we're starving for a winning season here. I want a 10, 11-year season. I want what the Steelers have, what the Ravens have, prolonged success. And I agree with that. I just want it the right way. And right now, we have the talent to get it that right way. That's the only thing. I don't want to piss away our talent. Because guess what? How many years have we had no talent? Yeah. None. None. Kitty Britt. Kitty freaking Britt. <laughs> All right, we're getting off this rant now. We're you going to, need to settle down. I'm settling down. We're going to go into our down. top three now. And our top three <laughs> is our favorite chips. And I can't wait for this because my number three chip. chip well, you said you told me chips. chips or pretzels. Well, we're going to say pretzels for later because there's a different category. See, my number three was a pretzel. Well, of course you would go with pretzels. Three. All right. So my number three chip is a Dorito spicy nacho chip. Okay. All right. I hear you. I, I like the spicy nacho. Uh, since you brought up Dorito, I'll stick with Dorito. I'll go. Uh, Dorito Cool Ranch. Ooh. There ain't nothing like it out there. Everyone's tried to imitate it, but you can't. I mean, your breath's going to stink afterwards, but it's a delicious chip. Yes, it is. Let's see here. My number two, and this is from where I grew up because it is definitely, it's just now starting to make the way in Northeast Ohio, mm-hmm. but a Cod's barbecue chip. Cons. C-O-N-N-S. It is a, I believe it's a Columbus brand. Okay. But it's kind of like Snyder's. Yeah. But it, it's, it's, cons. Cons, cons, cons. Like when I go home to see my family, I buy like six bags of it and bring it home. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that, nor have I ever seen it. Um, I'll go to one that I don't necessarily have a particular brand so i'll just throw out a lays but i'm a big fan of the kettle kettle cooked chips oh and so kettle cooked i like a little spice too with it and so jalapeno kettle cooked chips i think snyder's or shears shears Shears. has a really good one lays has a good one so i'll go shears i think they're a little bit better but yeah a little spice a little crunch give it to me all right so my number one, and I haven't seen it that often, is the, oh, what is it? Is it Shears? It's either Shears or uh, uh, 
Snyder? Snyder's. Pratt pepper and sea salt chip. I think it's Shears. Shears. Yep. So freaking good. <laughs> Very good. I'm going to take you, since you took us to Columbus, I'll stay in Ohio. I'll take us down to a Cincinnati chip that was introduced to me a few years ago. and The voodoo? No. no oh, oh, yeah. Oh. See, I forgot the voodoo. Yeah. You forgot the voodoo. Try, if you haven't tried a voodoo chip yet, go out and try one. Do yourself a favor. That can be an honorable mention. I'm going to Cincinnati chip. Just started making its way up in northeast Ohio. It's a red. It's a well. You'll like it. It's a silver and silver and red. Uh, I'm not saying scarlet. Silver and red uh, bag. The name of the brand is Grips. It's a Grips barbecue chip. It's a little sweet. It's a little spicy. Fantastic. Uh, lots of flavor. Uh, it sounds delicious. I gotta try it now. Yeah, I really do. So now we're getting here to the end of the show. And we got to finish our trivia question, which my trivia question to Bry is since the year 2000, there's only one team that has more coaches than the Cleveland Browns. Can you name me that team? Uh, first off, I'm kind of stumped. So, obviously, you think back the last 20 years, who's been terrible, like the Browns. Um Think of certain teams. I thought of the Bears. The Bears haven't been great, but they were good. Um, I think, was it Lovey Smith was their coach? Oh, yeah. Had some success. Rest Grossman took them to the Super Bowl. Uh, the Dolphins obviously stick in your head because they've been bad the last couple of years, but I think they've had some success. So. Come on, give it to me. Well. Give it to me. I don't know. I was thinking Jets, but they've had success with Rex Ryan and Sanchez. If I have to think back last 20 years, a team that I remember doesn't have a ton of success is the Dolphins. So I'm sticking with the Miami Dolphins. And I'm going to give you a big old on that. It is the Las Vegas Raiders. Have really? four coaches. John Gruden counts twice, by the way. Yeah. So you count them twice? Got to count them twice. Oh, he see. left, went to uh, Monday Night Football, comes back. Hey. You gotta count twice. Nope. Yep. Nope. No, there's no loophole. But the Browns are right there with them, which is pretty sad. But they're behind them, huh? Uh, no, they're tied. Oh, at ten. Okay. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? That's right. Every two years. One coach every two two years. years, What? What did Chud get? One year. One year. One year. Kitchens. One year. All right. Well, this is time for us to sign off. Mm -hmm. I want to thank all of our military. God bless. You guys are amazing. Thank you for protecting us. I want to also thank our first responders. You guys are the key to what we do here. If it wasn't for you guys, I couldn't do this. Bri couldn't do this. Heck no. All right. So we want to thank everybody. And Bri, give me a God bless. God bless you. All right. We are uncorked, unloaded, and we are out. Thank you for listening. Yeah.